42% of baby boomers don't know how much money they have in their nest egg. That means they also don't know if they've saved enough. Do you? Find out by listening to Retire Texas Style with host Steve Hoyle of the Hoyle Financial Group. Let's help you develop a plan. There's so many things you can do to put your money to work for you. Sunday afternoons at 3 and Tuesday evenings at 6, right here on News Radio KLBJ. Live and local, every afternoon, 2 to 4. This is Mark, Melinda, and Ed on News Radio KLBJ. Call or text them at 512 836 0590. I've been listening to your show for years and years and years. Now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Hope you're having a great afternoon. It's 303. Kyle is here producing. Melinda returns tomorrow. Kenny Romeyer is here with us. Last hour, we were discussing many elements related to the border and immigration. One of our callers said uh, one possible positive result that he sees in all of this is the millions of illegal immigrants will become consumers and at some point employees in the United States. And he says he believes that will increase the size of our overall economy and be beneficial to Americans. You are hearing from texters on that. Kenny, what's going on? Yeah, Mark, and the comments of this texture really reflect a lot of calls that I think we've heard on these our programs over time. He says, I'm a contractor. I have to compete against illegal companies that hire illegals. It suppresses my bids. I lose bids to illegals all the time because it's hard to compete against people that have different standards of living. They live many to a house, etc. And so that's just one of the challenges from, from one contractor on the front lines here. You can call or text us at 512-836-0590. Mike has some comments on another story we brought up last half hour in Beverly Hills, California at one of their middle schools. Someone has been taking the photos of real students and then superimposing their headshots over nude bodies using artificial intelligence and then spreading them on social media. And Mike has some thoughts at 3.04. Hello, Mike. How are you this afternoon? Doing just fine. Hope gentlemen are, are doing well. Yes, sir. Yes. Welcome, Mike. Uh, this, this might be a little simplistic. I don't know. Uh, the, the main reason I think that kids have phones uh, at all, or at least in school, is simply so that the uh, parent can uh, call a child if need be. The child can call home if need be. The child could call 911 if need be. Um, a simple solution might well be, and they still sell them, believe it or not, flip phones. Flip phones are a f- telephone that can serve all the purposes, mm-hmm. and you don't get any of the, excuse my French, any of the crap with it. Well, that might be a nice, simple solution. Just M- give them a flip phone. Mike, I think that's a great idea, but the cow's out of the barn. All these kids, I would, I would see, have really, really, really special specialized phones. Apple Apple phones, and they, no, they're not going to go back to the flip phone, I regretfully say. That's a great idea, but no, wow. they're going to they're gonna have cameras. They're going to have air, all the bells and whistles on their phones. In a school setting, go ahead and take away the phones. We've seen evidence of that. We've seen school districts or schools that have tried that and have shown positive results when they take the phones away from the kids during class hours and help the kids focus on their studies. I think the teachers would be in favor in that. The kids wouldn't like it, certainly, but again, who's running the show here? We're trying to Thank improve you. their chances to, to be a contributing member of society and get educated, for gosh sakes. Mike, have a good afternoon, sir. Thank you. 512 836 0590. 
we go to Jose in San Marcos. Good afternoon, Jose. How are you, sir? Doing fine. Thanks for having me. My comment is this. I believe that on a national level, we should start using more appropriate language. You know, we refer to illegal immigrants as immigrants and migration, which is technically true, but it evokes this, you know, notion of folks coming here, wanting to assimilate, wanting to be Americans. And I think it would be beneficial if we started referring to folks here illegally as foreign nationals here illegally, citizens of another country that are here without permission. And I think it language is so important that we should augment the discussion in that way. What how, do you think? How would that change the situation if you call them illegals or call them foreign residents here illegally? What's the difference? Well, it's a nuanced approach because right now we're fighting the battle of language and how people hear things and perceive things. And when we think of immigrants, we say, well, we're a country of immigrants. That's technically true, but I think it also makes people think that, well, you know, that's just part of the American way, and part of the American way is to come here and want to be an American. And when you're a citizen of another country and you come here and you flaunt our laws, you don't want to be a citizen of this country. You want to take advantage of the status of a citizen without being a citizen. Because that's, you know, it's a nuanced mm-hmm. comment, but I just think we would benefit from stop saying the immigrants that are here because then we don't really differentiate between those that are here illegally and those that are here illegally. You're right on that point, Jose. Kenny? That's a fair point. I agree. It's a nuance, though. I In, in the discourse, I, I mean, I've I've taken the, uh, the the hate mails from, you know, you say illegal and then people don't like that. You call them migrants and people don't like that. Mm-hmm. So just in the day-to-day discourse to clean it up and or, or to make it more civil, nothing wrong we, with that. We are a nation of immigrants, but people, and I believe in our country, have forgotten we have legal immigration. We have numbers. We have limits. We've got protocol. We've got procedures. And some on the far left, they're, they're throwing that out the window. If you want to come on in, come on He's in. He's bringing up another great point, too, is that so few of these coming across the border have, and, and, and not to mention the millions already here, they have no intention whatsoever of assimilating like a lot of migrants used to back in the old days. They want to yeah, be here in this country, but they have no... They have no interest in really becoming and assimilating, and it's uh, it's not the true melting pot that it once was. Well, and I also think that it's it's a little deceptive when we say, again, you know, we say we're a country of immigrants. Well, I'm not an immigrant. I was born here. So we say we're a country of immigrants. Well, yes, but again, it's this sleight of hand, and if people tangentially listen to the news and they hear, oh, you're against immigration, it's like, well, hold on. It's not what we're talking about. We're talking about illegal, uh, you know, foreign nationals here illegally. And I think we need to snap out of it. You, you can't have a country without a border, and you can't have a border without enforcement. And what ends up happening is the goodwill of the United States is fungible. Oh, well, let's give everybody the benefit of that. Oh, they're coming here to make it better for their, for their, for their family. Maybe. Maybe some of them. But how many... You know, children, are we willing to sacrifice into the sex slave trade for every thousand people that are coming here? Is it one? Is it two? You know, how many? What is it? And at some point, you can't manage this. I saw that news story about folks coming over the border in San Diego where they're giving them, you know, court dates to show up in Boston in, in four years or whatever it is. Maybe it's next year. I mean, come on. That's just absurd. So the absurdity of all this needs to be we need to come clean up the language 
and be very clear. These are foreign nationals. These are citizens of another country that have broken into our country, and they're taking advantage of our, you know, the American way with not wanting to, um, you know, apply that to themselves. And in my estimate, you know, the best examples of Americans are people who came here from another country, applied, got in the right way, and that took advantage of this freedom that they didn't have elsewhere. And that's not what's going on. They want to come here and take advantage of what we're doing and not put into the system. And I also heard that caller saying, hey, this is beneficial because, you know, all these folks are going to have all these jobs. It's like, okay, that's a stretch. And that's someone trying to make themselves feel better and, and preen themselves on their, you know, sort of moral superiority. And I wonder how much of that individual actually has to interact with folks that are coming over the border illegally. And then the last point I'll make, because I don't want to take up too much time, but it should shock everyone that we've got, what, 20,000, 25,000 Chinese nationals coming into the country and then just being released. You know, why is that not a crime of the federal government to do that? Like, why is that? How many Americans can freely go into China and wander around and get on their welfare system? The answer is zero. So we need to snap out of it and remember that for the American society to function, there's two things. There's a sense of fair play and there's a sense of goodwill. And how many of the people coming over have that sense of fair play and goodwill towards one another? So, Jose, uh, thank you. Have a good afternoon, sir. We appreciate it. Here are the numbers, 512-836-0590. It's 312 with Mark, Kenny, and Ed. On your radio or streaming on your digital device, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Thanks a lot for joining us. Melinda's back tomorrow. Kenny's here today. Kyle is producing Democrat Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib of Michigan says it's time that we try a totally different approach in ending the homeless crisis situation in America. She is introducing a proposal that would apply to homeless people who are 30 and younger. And she says under a three-year plan, they would get $1,400 of direct cash assistance every month for three years. And after the conclusion of the three-year period, then we would have experts study the situation to see what the results were in this case. Yeah, let's try a whole new plan. Let's just go ahead and bankrupt our system once and for all. This is crazy. Here's the presumably the, the younger and, and the most capable of working Let's go ahead and put them on the gravy train and teach them how to live there for the rest of their days and count on Uncle Sugar to take care of them. That's ridiculous. And yeah, I just think a lot of these people, it says homeless youth under 30. I would, I would dare say, and I don't have the stats in front of me, a lot of those homeless folks under 30, a proportion are drug addicts who are in trouble. They need help with mental assistance and other assistance, not just a flat out, here's money, good luck. They need guidance, they need help, and just by giving them $1,400 in direct cash assistance per month, that's not gonna solve the problem. Well, fortunately, this will go nowhere. 512-836-0590 to join the discussion. David is calling from North Austin. Hello, David, how are you today? Hey, doing well. Uh, just calling on that uh, gentleman Jose's comment um, on uh, 
I guess he was commenting on my comment about how often do I interact with these people, uh, immigrants, illegal immigrants or his. Like We're having a hard time hearing you, sir. That phone is, is really bad. Uh, maybe you could uh, get a better connection. Sorry about that, David. It's just so muffled, it's hard to understand. Uh, 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text to join the conversation. Ed, were you going to make another point about this proposal for the homeless? Well, yeah, Mark. I think this is just the mindset I talk about all the time, that some members of the Democratic Party are, they're, they're preaching, don't worry, the federal government will take care of everything for you. When you're in any type of trouble, don't go to your family or your friends or your church. You just go to the federal government that it'll always be there. And once a program starts $1,400 a month, the enormity of this across the nation is staggering and it's rife for abuse. But that is just floors me how some people think that the problem can flat out be solved just with card hold hard, cold cash. KXAN is reporting that a member of the staff of the Austin Public School District has been arrested and charged with drunk driving. This happened on Sunday. Comal County, south of here, that's the New Braunfels area, he was driving with three children younger than 15 years old in his car. That is a felony to be doing that. 37-year-old Ralph Patrick Hutchins is listed as a Summit Elementary School physical education teacher's assistant. This happened at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday on I-35. People called 911. They were worried about the way this guy was driving. He was pulled over, and police charged him. And they said there were three kids in the car, all girls, 9, 11, and 11. Mm. Uh, Hutchins was showing signs of intoxication. They gave him a field sobriety test. He was taken into custody. They said they placed calls to the family of the three girls, and the girls were released to the custody of family members. And he took him to Six Flags in San Antonio. And I don't know his connection with these girls, but that seems awfully unusual for a teacher to take kids to Six Flags without any other parent around, 37 years old. These are elementary age girls, 9, 11, and 11. Yeah, I don't know what gives with that. That's okay, well, let's head this off strange. at the pass and get rid of this guy, get him out of the system, and the parents need to be called to account and say, what the heck's going on here? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. No right-minded person would give, Let uh, even if the guy is a teacher, to go take your kids to, you know, the busy I-35 to go to Six Flags on a Sunday? No, nobody Three would Three young that. girls that age? That's crazy. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get this. I don't get this one. And the story does not say anything about, it just said the, the, the three children were in the car. Yeah, we don't know if yeah. uh, all three of these girls were students at Summit Elementary mm-hmm. School. Perhaps they are. Maybe they're not. Uh, We're limited in the details so far in this report about what happened here. But it does raise a lot of of questions. questions. Why were these three young girls turned loose by their family members to go with this guy out of town? Remains under investigation and additional charges may be pending. Okay, so, I mean, this guy's charged with DUI, so he's got issues. 
But they, they get they get heightened when you got kids in the car and you get a DWI. Yeah, that's that's the felony. But I hope the investigation, a part of that is certainly conversations with the family members, whomever's responsible for these young girls to say, do you realize what kind of story we could be talking about here? So many different ways this thing could have gone bad. They've They've got to be held to account for that, or at least to have some plausible explanation of which I don't know what it would be. And AISD needs to dig deeper. That how, too. How did how did this guy set all of this up with these mm-hmm. girls? Right. If they're if they're students in the AISD, particularly at Summit Elementary School, right? How did he pull all of this together and get the parents to say, right. "Yeah, that's a good idea." Here's our nine-year-old daughter. Take her out of town. Or is this and is this the first time, or has this happened before, and this is just the first time we're aware of? And there's no in 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 the story that any of the kids are his. It just says the kids were released to family members, not saying that he was a father or related to any of these kids. I infer they're they're not his kids that's or what I, his family. No. That's what I took too, but I just had a, a texture that said to me could have been. Could have been one of his kids with two friends, but that doesn't say that in the story. It says they're released to family members. KXAN says this guy has a DWI in Euless, Texas in 2008. He pleaded guilty to a Class B misdemeanor on that drunk driving charge in Euless. So there's a, there's there's Exhibit A why he should never have any students in his vehicle for any purpose, period. This is Andy with Mark, Ed, and Kenny. Good afternoon, Andy. How are you? Hey, I'm fine. Y'all doing all right today? Yes, sir. Welcome. Hey, I was calling, you know, when someone immigrates legally, it's my understanding that they have to have a sponsor into the country and that that person has to promise to have resources like 30, 35,000 bucks or something to cover the costs for that person while they live here and are unemployed. And the reason that that's a requirement is so that that person, that new immigrant, does not become a burden to our social our social systems. And we, in the, the, the State Department, had paid $1.4 billion to organize caravans in South and Central America to come here. Mm-hmm. Our State Department is paying that. To all kinds of NGOs, over 200 NGOs uh, south of the border there uh, that are organized to help facilitate the, the migration of these people from their countries to our border. And then there's another several NGOs on this side of the border, not part of that 1.4 or 1.6 billion that we're paying those NGOs, like up to 900 million. Then we got money coming out of FEMA. We got, I mean, we got money coming out of all kinds of places now. To pay for these, and we got local money, like they're spending in New York, you know, to pay for the, for the needs of the migrants, and and all of it's illegal. But none of it would happen if our State Department wasn't funding the migration from their homes. Andy, thank you, but they're only taking orders from their boss, President Biden. This is what he planned. He campaigned on it. Mm-hmm. He wanted it, and he was ultra-successful in pulling it off. Right. This is just part of the red carpet that's been rolled out, and if it weren't for the, the people getting on the buses that we're paying for, the cartels would be getting them here in so many other ways. And, and so he's talking about all the the levels of how right. it's broken and it's not working, but the sheer volume of people coming across 
they're not getting any vetting whatsoever. Sponsors, you got measles, you got tuberculosis, none of that's happening. And people, these immigrants, you know, even though maybe the cartel is not involved, but I think they're really unscrupulous people all over this country who are t- uh, taking advantage of these illegal aliens, too. 512-836-0590. It's Mark, Kenny, and Ed on KLBJ. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. French President Macron yesterday said nothing is ruled out to ensure that Russia cannot win the war in Ukraine. He says that includes sending troops into Ukraine, suggesting NATO might have some of its troops on the ground in Ukraine fighting against Russia. Uh, Macron, uh, that's sort of Joe Biden disease by saying something off the cuff. I hope that will not happen. That should not happen. NATO troops should not be there. This is Ukraine's fight, and that would really expand the spear of this, I believe, Mark, with uh, Putin doing goodness knows what if that happens. Elaborate as to why you think that was off the cuff. Uh, Well, uh, because so many European leaders and others have distanced themselves today from it. It could have been what they've been talking about behind closed doors, but he said it, and I don't think he should have said it, and many European leaders are saying or distancing themselves, saying, no, that's not going to be one of the solutions to this. Yeah, and the story German chancellor was one of those, and, and there were others, Ed, and... Last time I checked, France was well down the list of NATO countries who were chipping in their 2% on the NATO budget overall. So I, I'm not sure. I know a bunch of them did get together. Like, as you said, Ed, behind closed doors had uh, had a meeting in that. But I'm not sure where he's coming from on this. Just lobbing that out there doesn't seem like a smart move to me. I don't, I don't think this was just a spur-of-the-moment flippant comment by Macron. I don't think it was off the cuff. Mm. I don't think he would he would do that. So I think he, he's been given a lot of thought to this. Gin up support to uh, to try to get the U.S. to, to buck up for Ukraine? Is that part he of the strategy He has here? something in mind, yes. 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text us. A college professor in New York City sent lots of nude photos and videos to her boyfriend. Lots. It says there were a lot of them. Boy, she inundated him with nudes. Then they broke up. And then she says it became a nightmare. The professor ended up having to sue the ex-boyfriend. Now she has won in court. $30 million is what the jury says. The ex-boyfriend has to pay the college professor. I was somewhat confused about this story because the comedian pleaded guilty in a corresponding criminal case back in 2021 to the misdemeanor of disclosure of an intimate image and was given a no-jail sentence of 26 weeks attending a program for abusive partners, uh, ordered to stay away from the woman for five years. But he, he wasn't even there. He wasn't represented by legal counsel. This is, and she's made the point throughout this article, I know I'm not going to get a dime from this guy, but people have to know there are consequences when you engage in this kind of filthy, lousy activity. She filed a criminal complaint against him, Ed, and that's what you're referring to. Yeah. And then she went after him in civil, civil court, court. Yeah. And a jury said he owes her $30 million. But, Mike, my, my, I brought that up because you would think a criminal court would do something besides slap him on the wrist for this. 
but the other court decided to, you know, give her $30 million. After reading this, this is such a, a large amount of money. What he did, don't me, go me wrong, what he did was patently terrible to do, but I think it loses some of its luster with $30 million. She, she's right. He's, he doesn't have $30 million. He's a he's a comedian in New York City. I don't know. It, it would seem to me that jail time would have been more appropriate for this because he deserved jail time. He deserved to go to jail. Yeah, those are the kind of consequences if you're going to try to make this stick. And and let's go back to, I'm not trying to apply any moral judgment here, ma'am, but she said, quote, I thought I really knew him, end quote. Well, maybe you didn't, you know, and, and maybe you should think about the kind of things you're doing with somebody you think you know behind closed doors and recognize that there could be consequences. And this woman specializes in sexuality as a college professor. I'm sure, you know, they thought they were in love, right? Well, but I just think it would, it, if it, it just, I'm floored that the guy got a slap on the wrist and then the, the other case, the civil suit award her $30 million. The New York Post says this is considered the largest financial penalty ever handed down in one of these revenge porn cases and maybe the largest in the U.S. For that matter, $30 million. The college professor says, I cannot begin to tell you the number of people who've contacted me to say, hey, I've seen those nude photos. Oh, gosh. I've seen those videos of you naked. Right. And she says it's overwhelming. She's talked about how on a daily basis it just monopolized her life. You know, she would think, okay, this is a new day. I'm going to try to get a fresh start. And then another one of these kinds of uh, incidents would surface from somebody she knew or somebody she didn't. Right. She just it was constantly out there wearing her down. She was in fear for losing her job, which I don't think has happened at this point, but just you can just imagine the mental turmoil. She says uh, not only did he uh, share the nude images on social media, he included information like my employer, my name, uh, my title, uh, my social media pages, my contact information, all of it. John is with us in South Austin. John, welcome. How are you today? Hey, good guys. Uh, you kind of took my thunder. I didn't hear the last part of the story where he shared all of her personal information, information with the pictures. Yeah, he was she posed for the pictures. She sent send and sent them to him. At what point are those not mine? Once you hit send. Now, I, I didn't realize that he sent all of her personal information, where she worked and all that. Yeah, that, that was stupid, but you were kind of dumb for even sending that stuff. What do you think was going to happen to him? I don't know if he, he sent... I, 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 I'm confused break. if he sent them or he just took them and took videos of her while they were intimates. That's where I, I don't know if I get the impression she sent them to him. Really? Here's some pictures of me. Yeah. Really? See, that's that's what how do you read it, Kenny? Yeah, which is I that's that's all we can interpret really, reading between the lines when she talks about I thought I really knew him and that's that was my take on it, which is why I was suggesting But you know maybe you don't do that kind of stuff. So many of these girls send these photos and freak out after they break up and the guy shoots them everywhere and it's like well i mean you put them out there baby why'd you do that see i don't i think and i I make mark and i disagree on this i think in an intimate moment he started taking the pictures and he said hey let's do a video they did the video they broke up and he says i'm not going to get mad i'm going to get even that's what he posted i may be totally wrong but that's the way i saw it but irregardless what he did 
he shouldn't have done that. But you bring up a good point that no one should be sending out naked pictures of themselves to whomever. John, thank you. Have a good afternoon. 512-836-0590. Did the jury go too far, Kenny, in the amount they awarded to the professor? No. It, again, it's kind of a moot point because the guy has no, no money capability, really, of paying it back. I mean, you can, you can garner his wages, I suppose, for the rest of his life. You're never going to get near that. No. I would suggest if you really want to send a signal that there's real true consequences for this kind of stuff, then put him in jail. Give I agree them with lots you, of time on the ice to think about it, and and maybe that would give somebody else on down the road pause to say, well, you know, I may not do this because I heard about that guy who got five years for doing this kind of stuff. The professor says that uh, all of this was posted on Tumblr and other social media platforms. She would constantly contact them and beg them to take them down, mm. but she says new ones would just keep popping up. No. 11, 12, 13, 14 times new ones would pop up on these mm-hmm. social media platforms right. So she's until been, she finally went after him with a criminal complaint and a civil complaint. Yeah, well, at some point, I mean, she's got regrets now for the rest of her life, I'm sure, for going through all this, and, and you finally engage with whatever legal services or, or the justice system that you can bring to bear to say enough's enough. And the pictures may be up again today. Once they're out there, they're out there. They'll never go away. She says, he ravaged my optimism. He's made it very difficult for me to ever let my guard down. I don't know if I can really trust anyone now the rest of my life in a romantic relationship. I understand all that, but uh, she made a really big mistake in judgment and a, Picking the wrong and guy. And a lapse in um, yeah. just her common yeah. sense to start with. That's a, that's a tough lesson to learn. Uh, let's go to Cindy in Central Austin, 341. It's Mark, Kenny, and Ed. Good afternoon, Cindy. Welcome. How are you today? Hi. I'm good. I just turned on your program, and I didn't hear... I have not heard the whole story, but... I heard you talking about the professor and her lover, and the man you just had on, I immediately got my back up about his comment saying, well, she sent him to him. What does he expect him to do? To have a woman send you intimate pictures, that just means that man and the caller have no integrity. I, I don't understand why he would even make that comment. But help us understand, caller. Please help us understand the, the the woman's part of this. Does she not bear any obligation for a lack of good judgment here and and putting herself out there in the first place that way? Yeah, I I agree. I okay. agree. Um, I would never do. I mean, I'm okay. married for a long time, but I would okay. never do something like that. But I don't understand the younger generation who. Oh, we lost her. Mm. Okay, thank oh. thank you for the call. Have, Darn. have I, a good afternoon. Yes, I don't Ed. understand the younger generation either. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I just don't understand that because it's going to be nothing but trouble if those pictures get in the wrong hands, which is she's seen proof positive that it's it's going to be nothing but trouble. Hopefully, she can find some legal recourse in stopping the pictures it's, continuously being it's around. It's back the to the ills of social media, Mark, that you and I talked about yesterday in the four to six hours of just the influencers, this garbage that's out there the kids are exposed to on a daily, hourly basis. Yes. I'm not saying they should mimic or, or copycat that behavior, and yet 
They're inundated with it. They are. It is a cancer mm. on our society. Agree. And Kenny's right. Just about this time yesterday, we were talking about that report that doctors at the University of Michigan have been studying prescriptions written over the last five years, and they are stunned and alarmed at the rapid rise of teenage girls on antidepressants, 12 to 17 years old. They're ringing the alarm bells. They're saying, hey, wake up, America. We've got a huge problem. And we were talking about the causes, the results, et cetera. And a lot of us said it's the social media and the pressures being inflicted on our girls by what's happening. And, And this is an example. These are adults, but this happens among youth as well. For sure. And, yeah, who knows how prevalent... It is, and we just don't hear about it because situations don't make the news like this one did in the New York Post. But it's so it's so insidious and it's so prevalent. All right, 512-836-0590. We'll work in more of your comments. Coming up just ahead, it's Mark, Kenny, and Ed. Enjoy the podcasts of Mark, Melinda, and Ed at your convenience. You'll find them on NewsRadioKLBJ.com or via the free KLBJ app. Hope you're having an excellent afternoon. Kyle is here producing. If you're just joining us, we're discussing a case out of New York where a college professor has been awarded $30 million by a civil jury in New York City. This is a revenge porn case. She filed a civil suit against her ex-boyfriend. The college professor, who's 43 years old, sent the boyfriend numerous nude photos and videos while they were in a romantic relationship. After they broke up, he began releasing the photos and videos along with a lot of her personal information. She sued and won this jury award, and Kathy is with us at 348. Good afternoon, Kathy. Welcome. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for taking my call. Yes. I wanted to call and support John, who called earlier. Yes, she's yes. Not a vic- she's not a victim. And Kenny, thanks for being on the show today. I, I typically agree with you. She, What was she thinking? She should Is she teaching sex ed and education in college? I wouldn't want my child taking her course. She shows a lot of um, irresponsibility, and she is not a victim. She should have been given maybe a dollar because I don't think he should have shared her personal information, but I, I'm i so disappointed with the woman that called after John. But I, you know, and I wonder, is she really a professor? It makes you wonder. She, she lacks a lot of judgment. So you, uh, your position is uh, the moment somebody takes a nude photo and sends it to someone else, uh, they've exhibited really horrible judgment, and they're they're no longer a victim at that point. That's exactly my point. Thank can I, you. Can I ask you a question? Would it be different? And I brought this because I am unclear about the pictures. What if they, as two consenting adults, decided in an amorous occasion, decided to take pictures? They took pictures. Uh, he took pictures of her nude. They took videos of themselves having sex. And then he then distributed it. Would that be different? No. Okay. You've got to be smarter than that. I agree. You got to be smart of that, but but smarter. but you can't. You know what? I'm 64. I would never behave that way. But I get. We got a new generation of victims out there. She's not a victim. Don't take the sexy video. Then you don't have anything to distribute. But but he has no. He has. That's called that's called revenge porn, though. 
That's he's he's I, showing that I, to others because he's mad because of their relationship. Don't make the porn. You got nothing to be revenged with. That's silly. Don't make her a victim. She's not a victim. I think she is a victim. I disagree. I think no. Well, I, th- don't make I, I just sex I, video and maybe your wife won't share it. No, I've never taken a sex video. I've never would never do would never do that, that. But my point is, wait a minute. She's. I believe she's a. Can I speak a second? What was that, Kathy? Say that again, please. Example she's setting for other women. Look at the example. Oh yeah, I did it. He distributed it. Now it's a problem. Well, why did you do it to begin with? Did you did your brain click off? Because. I don't know. I, that, I have no sympathy for her. We're uh, 20 years into... That's a bad example for women. All right. Kathy, thank you. Have a good afternoon. We appreciate it. Yes, Kathy, Ed. I respect your opinion completely, and that's, that is not usual behavior. But as consenting adults, and I don't know if they had a verbal agreement. Hey, you're not going to send those out, are you? You're not going to do... That's... I think she's a victim, albeit she never should have done it. But I think... You know, I'm a little older too, Kathy. I think there are a lot of people who do that on a regular basis with this little thing called the iPhone right here I got in my hand. I think it happens all the time. Revenge porn has been around for at least 10, 15, Mm -hmm. 20 years now. It's been around, yeah. It's been well documented. States have laws against it. People have to know by now, Mm. even if you think you completely know and trust someone, this could happen. It's just in, don't, it's just don't ever do it. Don't it's, ever do it. And it's 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 in the cloud too. Ooh, it's up up there. People can can get it somehow. So, all right, read some of the text messages. Yeah, Mark, Kenny. they're coming in fast and furious here. One says this woman's a perfect example of women not taking accountability for their own decisions. And then another texture says those pictures belong to whomever received them. They should be able to do as they please because those pictures are now their property. So, mm. texters and callers are supporting, they're not supporting the woman. They're not supporting the professor. No, no they're not supporting the professor. She, it's, she's fortunate they were not on the jury in New York City. <laughs> yes, she'd have gotten a dollar, yes. not $30 million. Uh, you can join the discussion at 512-836-0590. We'd like to hear from you. Bloomberg News is reporting that Apple says that's it. They are canceling all work on building an electric car. They've been at this for 10 years, spending a fortune trying to build Apple's version of an electric car. The news today is they are giving up. They're finished. That is the end of it. Mm. This is so dramatic to me in so many ways. Number one, it's a gut punch to the administration. And another reason, don't try to push the transition to EVs prematurely. Number two, a smart company. Look at the ROI, the return on investment, a 10-year project, and they just bailed out. They said, we can't conceive of spending hundreds more millions of dollars. The third point, the promise of artificial intelligence, and look at how dramatic that innovation is now in corporate America. They said a lot of the money, a lot of the people, the resources are going to be diverted to their spending on AI going forward. And, and this is happening, big tech companies all around, shifting resources, either laying them off or redirecting personnel to the, the promise of AI. And uh, this is a huge it is deal big. in so yeah. many ways, seems to me. Apple had imagined selling their electric car for $100,000. 
and they were hoping to have the same profit margin on that as they do on phones and other devices, which is around 40% or so? Well, at least they're a software company in so many ways, and, you know, there's no way they're going to they're gonna do well with a $100,000 car, it seems to me. That's just, that's way beyond their price point. And tie this in with Mercedes' big announcement. Of course. That they are no longer committed to being all electric or only electric vehicles in the not-too-distant future. Not to mention the other big three car companies have been dialing back their investments in the electric vehicles. And these, everybody thought Apple, myself included, was going to be such a big deal. Their software programs on wheels. All right, the news is next. Much more to cover right after the news on KLBJ. Most professional exterior paint jobs are guaranteed two to three years. Rhino Shield is guaranteed for 25 years. Hey, everybody, Todd Jeffries here for Rhino Shield. It's a ceramic coating that is eight times thicker than paint. It can be applied over any surface, including wood, bricks, stucco, steel, hardy board, vinyl, even your roof. And right now, they're offering a 15% discount. For a free quote, Texas Rhino Shield at 855 Rhino TX. That's 855 Rhino TX. And online, Texas Rhino Shield dot com. 